12 case of Christmas where we will bring you that piggy pudding, honey. Yes, we will. I am Dan Brian Moylan, and I am here today with a wonderful guest, comedian, host of the SVU podcast, That's Messed Up. She has a hilarious Netflix special that you should definitely watch because I know you're watching all those Netflix Christmas movies anyway. Welcome to Lisa Traeger. Wow, that was amazing. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for being here. Merry Christmas. Are you a Christmas person? I am, yes. I'm a Jew. It's not like I grew up with it, but I um, I love a holiday. I love a theme. I love a party. I love to eat. I love gift giving. A couple years ago, I went to a friend's house and had like a proper American style, like flannel Christmas. I really enjoy it. But yeah, driving around looking at Christmas lights, that's like what a Jew would do in the Chicago suburbs. <laughs> so that's that was your growing up Christmas experience. Oh, and we we went to the movies. We were that was our thing. So every Christmas we go to the movies and then my mom cooks. We don't do Chinese stuff, but yeah. Did you celebrate uh Jewish holiday Christmas Hanukkah holidays? We did Hanukkah, but also we're I'm a Russian Jew, and we do New Year's. We would do presents on New Year's. You celebrate the old year, then the new year. And so I grew up with, new, like, Hanukkah, we would get some cash, and, like, sure, we're going to eat latkes. We're going to acknowledge what's up. But New Year's was our big thing. Latkes are fucking delicious, and I wish we could eat them all year round. You can. You can. <laughs> I Also, the McDonald's hash browns are close enough. I don't know if that's um, something that you dabble in. I, oh, I 100%. I just remember, you know, I grew up in the great state of Connecticut, very much Connecticut. And there was one Jew in our grammar school. And every year her mother would come to school and make latkes for everybody. And that was like how we learned about Jews. That was it. That's so cool that she was just responsible for all your guys' latkes year after year. Yeah, and, like, all of our Jewish knowledge. And we would play the dreidel game and, like, all that. That's, like, all I knew of Jews until I went to college. Yeah, I, when I went to school at Iowa for a little bit, I was definitely a lot of people's first Jew. <laughs> and how does it feel to be a first Jew? Well, it was weird. I was on an agriculture floor. I just didn't really mesh with these women. <laughs> um, the, them being confused by Judaism, they also just like were cattle girls. You know, we were different. So what do you love the most about uh, Christmas now that you are dabbling in the Christmas arts as an adult? Um, so my favorite thing in life is to do nothing. So to <laughs> me, a holiday where your goal and purpose is to sit, drink, snack, watch a watch a flick and then gifts. It's just like, it's really fantastic. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That, those are all the best things of Christmas. And in my household growing up, we were not allowed to leave the house on Christmas. Like you were just in the house all day, like being fat and lazy. And it was kind of great. It is. Um, you, you're a hardcore Christmas family. Yeah, well, you know, we grew up Catholic and such, so it was very Jesus-y. So now I enjoy a more secular Christmas where it's lights and Mariah Carey and music and movies and all that. Wait, so did you guys go to church? Oh, yeah. We went to church on Christmas Eve. We were a Christmas Eve family. And we went to church every Sunday anyway. So, But then we went on Christmas Eve and... 
we couldn't open any presents till Christmas Day. So, but then on Christmas Day, we wouldn't leave the house, not even for Jesus. And what are the signature dishes that you eat on that day? Um, my mother would always make French toast and bacon for breakfast. And my grandmother would make this coffee cake every year. So she'd send coffee cake and we'd eat that. And then my father's brother and his family would come to our house and we'd have like, it was basically an English roast. It was roast beef and Yorkshire puddings and carrots and shit like that. Okay. All right. My grandmother used to make uh, what her like famous cookies and um, she would, and they were sugar cookies with frosting. And then she put that like red and green sugar on top of the white frosting. And she wouldn't tell anybody what they were. She would be like, Oh, it's my secret recipe. It's my secret recipe. And then when she was older and couldn't, make her cookies i went to her house to help her make the cookies and i learned what the secret recipe was and they were pillsbury slice and bake cookies from the refrigerated aisle with frosting from a can on top of them <laughs> that was her secret recipe was just i know but i can't believe that you guys couldn't tell <laughs> i mean they were so good yeah, you're young, you're young, you're young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're here today to talk about your favorite Christmas movie. And you had a bit of an odd selection, I will say. Will you tell us what your favorite Christmas movie is? Yes, and you know, I mentioned earlier we went to the movies every Christmas. And my family went to see this one year on Christmas. And my dad was livid. The family was livid because it is pretty sad. <laughs> they really, um, They really fuck you up. But the movie is Stepmom. Some of the best actresses of our time. Yes. And a pleasure. And I will never not cry when, you know, he gets that quilt with all the photos and the cape. And, you know, I love it. So tell it came out in 1998 on Christmas Day. So you're one of the first people to see it. First in line. What was the experience like going to see this on Christmas Day? Um, well, it was exciting. We're giant Susan Sarandon, Julia Roberts household. Like, um, I guess who isn't? But like, it's the 90s. It's the peak of their fandom, I would say, right? Like, yes. Because one year, you know, I grew up in the Chicago suburbs. And um, remember the movie Shall We Dance with Richard Gere, J-Lo and Susan Sarandon? Yes. So my brother-in-law, he wrote to the Oprah show saying how our family loves Susan Sarandon. And we got three tickets to Oprah. We got a screening of a movie, a box lunch. And then we got to see all the actors... We're just like, yeah, like we love Susan Sarandon so much. He wrote a letter to Oprah. <laughs> so there was no doubt, you know, sometimes people, um, you know, you, oh, I want to see this. I want to see that. You can't agree. We were all jazzed. We could not believe um, we got to see the two of them. And then by the end, and for like everyone was pissed that it was sad. And, you know, no one expected there to be cancer. <laughs> so then it turned into like, instead of like, ooh, stepmommy and mommy aren't getting along. It was like, oh, no, someone is dying of cancer. And this is horrific. Um, but I think it's touching. I like growth of family. And I like that it's not all likable characters like most families, you know, like you like Susan Sarandon, but she does some bitchy, rude shit. Yeah. And Julia Roberts is trying, but then you feel bad. So I like the complexity of the characters and especially, you know, you're hanging out with your family all the time for the holidays and you forget everyone is trying their best or not or, you know. I like the, I like this, like, I still think of the swishing of the trees. Like, for me, it's like, I didn't even have to rewatch this to talk to you. I know, I, I can reenact it for you right now. 
So some information for everyone listening at home about Stepmom, if you did not see it in Christmas on Christmas Day, 1998, when it came out. It was directed by Chris Columbus, who wrote Gremlins and directed Home Alone, which we are also talking about on the podcast. So he's like primetime Christmas man. The screenplay is by Gigi Lavangi. Uh, who this is really the only movie she wrote. She wrote the book, The Starter Wife, which they made into a show on Bravo. But this is really her only film. The script was co-written by Jesse Nelson, Stephen Rogers, Karen Lee Hopkins, and Ron Bass. The budget was $50 million and it made $159 million worldwide. It currently has a Rotten Tomato score of 46%. What? 46%. Critics or people? Critics. Critics did not love it. They thought that the performances were great, which they are, but that the movie was too emotionally manipulative, blah, blah, blah. Emotionally manipulative? That's sexism. (laughs) I mean, kind of? So complex, I felt like. I don't know. When you're going to see a movie like this, you're expecting to be emotionally manipulated. Well, not our family, but yeah. Um, we were going for a fun Christmas Day um, adventure. But I don't know if it's emotionally... Man- How is it manipulative? You're trying to convey emotions, but that's the point of a movie. I agree. But I can see how it's a little bit melodrama, lifetime, movie of the week, etc. And there's a lot extra in the movie. It's two hours and a little bit. And you could get it down to a slim 90 minutes if you really wanted to. It is very long. Yeah, we're like, do you have to show Julia Roberts being late to pick up the kids seven times? We get it. <laughs> um, Give us a little rundown of the plot of Stepmom before we get into it. I would love to. Thank you. I also just realized my other favorite movies, Family Stone, and there's cancer in that too. So that's like fucked up that I like two full-on cancer movies. Okay. <laughs> Stepmom is about a mother, Susan Sarandon, and she has two kids, Jenna Malone and this little kid who likes to do magic. And Ed Harris is the dad. And he's hot in this, you know? Hot. And they are splitting up. There's a divorce and Susan Sarandon gets to stay in this giant house. These are rich, rich, rich people. Um, And Ed Harris is now dating Julia Roberts, a hot younger woman. So obviously that's going to make Susan Sarandon be pissed. And then Ed Harris and Julia Roberts actually, it, it gets serious. And they are engaged now. And there's a proposal in the bed with some thread. Even when things are hard and they feel like giving up, you have to hang on to that decision, that choice to to love each other, even if it's only by thread. Let that thread break once. This time it won't. The kids hate her and the mom's talking shit. So basically it's like Julia Roberts trying her best to be the best stepmom and integrate into this family. And um, the kids are like, you're a dumb bitch, dumb bitch. We hate you, we hate you, we hate you. I'm never speaking to her again. Never say never, here's your vitamins. She's always messing up my life. It's not fair to say always. I hate her. She's such a witch. Hey, no name calling. Use your words. And then we find out like, you know, 
yes, Susan Sarandon's a bitch to Julia Roberts, but she also has cancer. <laughs> they have to like um, work together, become a family. And the final scene of the movie is Christmas. Christmas happens and Susan Sarandon is a very talented um, seamstress. And so she made a blanket of photos of her and Jenna Malone. Oh, and Julia Roberts is a fashion photographer. She's so cool. Yes. And so um, Susan Sarandon in the movie, you know, they're becoming friends when Susan Sarandon's like, please um, take photos of my family. And then she like puts them into the quilt and she makes her magic son a uh, magic cape. He wanted a dove. He gets a dove for Christmas. And then uh, they're taking family photos and Julia's taking it. And then Susan Sarandon goes, you get in the picture too. And that's when you know they're like truly a family. And, um, but then she doesn't make it. She dies of cancer. She and Diane Keaton are up there in the great middle-aged actress heaven from Christmas movie cancer. (laughs) That's what happens. (laughs) Yes. So, I get a Christmas movie cancer uh, tattooed on my arm. Uh, that's a funny saying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jennifer Garner better never be in a Christmas movie because she'll get cancer and die. Absolutely. Do they? Do we know what kind of cancer it is? Maybe, but I don't remember. I think I just kind of assume it's a lady cancer, like breast cancer. But I don't even know if they get into it. Um, you know, but she's trying to do the medicine, but she can't and... It's just kind of a bummer. There's a scene where Julia Roberts has to pick up one of the kids. It's really the whole movie is about carpooling. It's like, when are you picking up the kids? Who is picking up the kids? When are they dropping them off? Are you late? Did you forget the kids? Like, whatever. It's this whole, like, fucking thing. And um, so she drops off one of the kids from some birthday party and she finds Susan Sarandon and she's like hanging out smoking pot and she says, the good news is you can finally smoke dope, but you have to have cancer to do it. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Um, But one of the pickup scenes too is Julia Roberts has like a bag of chips and the kid wants them. Then she goes, no. And then gives him one chip. And I was just like, that that always made me upset. I'm like, give the kid more chips. I thought the exact same thing. And she walks in to pick up the kids and the bag of chips. It is an Utz brand barbecue chip. And she has the bag open. It's like, don't bring me your half-eaten bag of chips. Oh, Lisa has the Utz girl tattooed on her arm. Is it because of stepmom? No, I just, she's so cute. But now I'm going to tell people it's because of stepmom. How I first fell in love with the chips. <laughs> and um, one of another like famous pickup scenes. So like Jenna Malone, like this guy's not nice to her in school. And so Julia Roberts wants to like help her make this guy jealous and bring, you know, there's like, so hires like an older teen sexy model to pick her up on a motorcycle from high school. But, and she's like, and then tell him this and that. And she says snowblower, but does that mean a blowjob? I'm not wasting my time on some pathetic loser who doesn't even know what snowblowing is. Loser! Good one. Oh, and the guy I see is in high school. And it has to be said that every time we talk about you, he laughs his ass off. I've never gotten to the bottom of it. Like, what's snowblowing? So... I looked it up on Urban Dictionary, and we're going to do a bit more discussion of these topics a little bit later. So okay, put a pause on that. We'll come back to it. But my one of my favorite things about that scene is it's one of those things that when you're a teen, you think is fucking cool as shit, and that's what life is like. And basically, she tells the, the daughter... 
You know, this boy was mean to you. Go up to him and say, hey, listen, limp dick. You don't know what the fuck you're doing. And this boy's in love with me. And I'm going to make sure that there's a hot boy there on a motorcycle and whatever. And she does it. She tells the boy off. And everyone's like, oh, he's such a fucking loser. You're so awesome. And it's like shit like that never happens. (laughs) I wish it did, but it never does. Yeah, that doesn't happen. (laughs) Well, I just watched the movie right before. I had never seen it until watching it. How did you feel? I felt good. I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to. And it did make me cry a little. And I usually don't cry at movies unless I'm watching them on a plane. And then I cry at everything. Everything. But so there's a moment where... Julia Roberts and they're fighting like they usually are her and Susan Sarandon. And she says, oh, I want your permission to take Anna, who's the daughter, who's 12, to the Pearl Jam concert, which, you know, in 1998 was the height of cool. And Susan Sarandon's like, on a school night? Never. And then one of the many times uh, Julia Roberts is dropping the daughter off, Susan Sarandon's like, oh, Tonight we're going out. Look, I got you tickets to the Pearl Jam concert. And she's so excited. It's like, oh, isn't my mom the coolest? And Susan's like, thanks for the idea. So bitchy. Pearl Jam? Yeah. Oh, mom, you are the coolest. But you only live once, right? Mm. Isn't my mom the coolest? It was a great idea, thanks. Have fun. Yeah, we're, ugh, yeah, that was, like, a low blow. Who do you think is the meanest? Is it Susan Sarandon? Is it Julia Roberts? Or is it Jenna Maloney? Is it Maloney? I think it might be, but it could be Malone. I'm so embarrassed. (laughs) Um, Who is the meanest? Who is the meanest? I would say Jenna Malone. Maloney, the kid, the girl, because Susan has cancer. You know what I mean? It's like, we got to let some bitchiness slide. Her husband left her for a young woman who's a fashion photographer. So it's like, you're going to be a bitch. But the daughter, um, at one point, there's a puppy situation. And, you know, she names the puppy Isabel after Julia Roberts' character. Anna, what do you think? Well, I'm allergic to dogs. Uh, Your daddy didn't tell me that. Well, he doesn't know much about me. He's never around. Why don't we name the puppy? Puppy needs a name. I know, Isabel. Well, it kind of smells like you, and, you know, I'm allergic to you, too. Fits perfectly. There's also a moment where Ed Harris and Susan Sarandon sit the kids down to finally tell them that she has cancer, and Jenna has a shit fit about it, and she goes up to her room, and Ed Harris goes, don't you walk away from your mother? And she goes... No, that's your job. And it's like, oh, Jenna, claws out. Yeah, but the thing is, everyone's coming from somewhere, but I don't think Julia Roberts' character was mean at all. No, I don't think that she... She does lose the kid in Central Park, but also she was doing a fashion shoot. Why did they send her to watch the kids? She's at fucking work. She's at work, yeah. Yeah, I mean, having kids is a nightmare and God bless whatever people want to do that. Whatever people want to do with their lives, but so many errands. (laughs) This is really a movie about errands. And it makes no sense because Ed Harris and Julia Roberts both live in New York City and they're supposed to be very wealthy, but they both have cars. Like, where are they parking these cars? And 
why are you always driving these kids to the suburbs? Like, can't the kids take a fucking train? Like, what is wrong with you people? Yeah, or like carpool. Is there not a friend? You can't get in a, like my sister, you know, there's a few families, they get together, so they're not always doing it. Like, no one wants to do it. But I got to pick up, I was home recently, and I got to pick up my niece from high school, and I loved being in the pickup lane. It was, I felt like I was in Big Little Lies, and she thought I was being sarcastic when I said it was fun, and I go, this is like normal life cosplay. I love this. I loved it. So Julia Roberts gets the kids when Susan Sarandon dies, which is very sad. There are a lot of sad moments in this movie. What makes you cry the most at set mom? The Christmas, the, the gifting of the quilt and the cape and um, like the photo moment and them like taking the photo as a family together. The thing that made me cry the most is there is a moment where, you know, they've been at odds the whole movie. I love women being bitchy to each other because I'm a homosexual and probably have internalized a lot of misogyny. Um, And so I love all that. But then they finally have a sit down. They go to the one restaurant in their town because that's where Susan goes every time she goes to a restaurant. And they have a whole detente. And Susan's like, oh, I lost Ben once too. And, And they're both telling each other their fears and Susan Sarandon's like you know I'm afraid that I'm never going to be her mother and Susan says well I'm afraid you're going to turn into their mother and they both have a good cry and Susan finally says I'm their past but you're their future (sighs) that's what got me (sighs) yeah you did a really good reenactment of it and my fear is that she'll be thinking, I wish my mom was here. And mine is, she won't. We're going to take a little break and then we're going to come back with Lisa Traeger and talk more about Stepmom. Back to the 12 Gays of Christmas. I'm here with Lisa Traeger, a recent adopter of Christmas, but a deep lover of Stepmom. Huge. And I think it's time that we play a little game. Are you ready for a game? Okay. So as we were discussing, there's this whole thing in the movie where Julia Roberts tells her stepdaughter about snow blowing which I looked up on Urban Dictionary and it's like snowballing from the movie Clerks where someone comes in your mouth and then you spit it in someone else's mouth. So that's what it is. So our little game is I looked up on Urban Dictionary some other winter themed terms and I would like for you to guess what they might mean according to Urban Dictionary. I am so impressed with this game. Thank you. I like you're welcome. Can't wait to play this. I had a feeling you were going to be into this. What the fuck? Why is she telling this teenager about cum, sp- like, cum swapping? <laughs> right. And why is she not going to tell anybody what it means when she knows what it means? Just be like, oh, it means when someone comes to your mouth and you spit it back in their mouth. Which, I mean, who hasn't done that? I have never. A, for the record, I... I feel like I should have, but I have not. It is hot, though. Like, I I am a little turned on. So the first one is a winter wife. Oh, um, someone that you uh, stay in with, but you're ashamed to take out. 
Very close. It's a woman who a guy wants to keep sleeping with and doesn't want her to sleep with other people, but he gets to sleep with other people, but he also won't let her move in. So it's like a girlfriend that you're cheating on all the time that you won't let move in. That's a winter wife? Come on. Let her go, you fucking psycho. (laughs) Okay. The next one is a Santa Claus sandwich. Oh, getting Eiffel Towered by two old men? Very close. It's sex with two men with beards, which I just call Sunday. But (laughs) Wait, I want Santa sandwich. That's what it's called? Santa Claus sandwich. Yeah, I mean into her. The next is Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa Claus is coming to town. Uh, Maybe when your sugar daddy's in town. This is, and I copy and pasted this so I could read it directly from Urban Dictionary for you. The act of inserting a small holiday candy, like a kid-sized candy cane, into the urethral opening and allowing a partner to suck it out. When you started talking, I go, okay, a candy cane in the butthole. That's fun. That's, that's a fun, that's funny. Um, but then you, I can't, I can't believe it. That's like sounding with a candy cane. Do you know what sounding is? I do, but that's, it seems like an infection waiting to happen. Oh, absolutely. You don't want to put candy canes in your pee pee hole. That's insane. Oh, oh. oh my God. Okay. Um, the next is Rudolphing. Rudolphing. Um, Oh, I know. Um, Going down on someone on their period? It is rimming someone on their period, according to Urban Dictionary. But we will accept going down on someone with their period. (laughs) The next is Frosty the Snowman. Frosty. Frosty the Snowman. Like um, an ice cold killer. (laughs) This is another one I had to copy and paste because it needs to be heard to believe. Uh, It is a game where you get four of your friends, mostly guys or girls who can squirt, where you all jack off into a top hat and the last person to come or the person who can't come into the hat has to wear the hat so they resemble a melting snowman. I love the world. (laughs) There's been so much horror and bad shit and the news is so overwhelming. And then you hear something like this and you go, I fucking love people. Like, that is amazing, because has someone done that, or are these people just having a good time on the internet? Like, I, but it makes total sense. It makes total sense, but it's kind of like a rusty trombone, or like one of the, like a Cleveland steamer, like you hear of these things that have names, and you're like, no one ever did that, as opposed to an Eiffel Tower, which, you know, someone has done, but. Wait, the Cleveland steamer is like uh, laying under a glass table, and then someone shits on the glass table? I think. So the guy who, like, invented St. Jude's or something loves to do that. Supposedly, there is an urban myth that Danny Thomas, who founded St. Jude's, was into Cleveland steamers. Um, So back to our little game. I have two more for you. What do you think gingerbread man sex is? Gingerbread man sex. Like, a guy that's... Like with his lip, like uh, maybe fucking someone without all their limbs. (laughs) No, it is someone who lies completely rigid during sex. Mm, Okay. So we went back to more normal, (laughs) normal ones. (laughs) Mostly. Okay. This is the last one and it is candy caning. 
Candy caning. I'm gonna say putting a, but you wouldn't do that. Put the candy cane in a butt. Candy caning. Um. Yeah, I, uh, maybe whipping someone with a candy cane. It is snorting a line of cocaine off an erect penis. Okay, that's not what I would call that, but I'm okay with that. I like this Frosty the Snowman situation. So if you had to have sex with Julia Roberts or Susan Sarandon or Hedda Harris, who would you choose? Julia Roberts. But she kind of looks like my sister. Yeah, maybe Ed Harris. Not Susan. No, I don't want to fuck Susan Sarandon now. <laughs> Is that weird? Obviously she's hot, but like that's, I don't want to fuck her. I want to fuck Julia Roberts. Okay. What about you? I mean, Ed Harris, obviously, because I'm not as flexible as some. Um, so would you consider Stepmom to be a queer movie? Yeah, just because I, are, those are, I think they're both queer icons. So that's for sure. And then Ed Harris is also like sexy daddy. You know what I mean? Yes. And that little boy magician, he's gay. So it's a gay movie. I feel it's at a certain point, I was like, oh, we haven't seen any of the boys in this movie in a while. Like Ed Harris and the son just kind of disappear. And it's really just about Julia Roberts, Jenna Maloney and Susan Sarandon. And then, you know, you realize like maybe this is a rom-com about Julia Roberts and Susan Sarandon falling in love. And I was I wish the ending was like, Ed Harris, we're both going to leave you. And now we're going to les out together. Like, I wish that's how the movie ends. Listen, we can't get everything we want. (laughs) Also, she's a fashion photographer that's like gay. Yes, totally gay. There's lip syncing. This should basically be a a rusical. Stepmom the rusical. And it's giving us camp. You know what I mean? Yes. It's like a total Betty Davis... Like, weepy, melodrama, central. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's um, gay as shit, and I'm um, proud to be talking about it. Yeah, and I'm proud that I got, that you never seen it. Like, I do feel really cool that I got to give you this gift in a way. No, and that's what you got me for Christmas. And I was a little like, oh, I have to watch Stepmom. But then I watched it, and I was like, I'm into her. I get it. I get it. Um, Lisa Traeger, thank you so much for being here on 12 Gays of Christmas. Tell the people where they can find you. Um, I'm on the internet at Glitter Cheese. My podcast is That's Messed Up, an SVU podcast with my friend Kara Clank. And that's, that's about that. I'm on the road. I'm really bad at promoting things. I really need to get things sorted. But I'm on the road. <laughs> Great. Well... Thank you so much for being here. I also want to give a quick thank you to everyone who subscribed, rated, and reviewed 12 Gays of Christmas. Unless you gave us a bad review, then you can die of cancer like Susan Sarandon. Uh, Still helps you. <laughs> oh. Bad reviews, are, bad reviews uh, give you attention, and so that's good. Right. So just leave a review, even a bad one, and you won't die of cancer. You're welcome. And be sure to check out other podcasts from The Dip, including Hot Off the Mess with Samantha Bush, Morgan's Pop Talks, Exposed Colon, Drag Out, and so many more. Visit thedip.com where you can get more pop culture commentary and analysis. That's The Dip with two Ps. The second P is for peppermint schnapps in your hot cocoa.com. Follow them on Instagram at The Dip. And I will see you clowns next episode. Bye.